starting to feel like Shamar Moore up in here. Woo! Boy, let's get some music on. Turn on the my pod and let's get on the iSpace. Hey y'all, welcome to season two, episode four of the Boondocks, and this is the Boondocks podcast. Um, This episode will be covering Stinkmeaner Strikes Back, in which Granddad's (laughs) nemesis, Colonel H. Stinkmeaner, returns from hell to seek vengeance on the Freemans and picks an unlikely vessel in poor Tom. I, I, feel, live in? I feel like Tom is the best, best vessel for this because he is like the, the, you know, want, they want to be whitest black man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, short right? of ruckus, it's but. Just, yeah, this is his fear other than being anal. Mm-hmm. You know, assaulted. Uh, yeah. It's like, this is probably his worst fear. Um, I, Absolutely. You guys should have seen Hubby's face when we started the intro, by the way. He's like, you just, what? You just start. He didn't realize that we hadn't started. <laughs> and everything was just patriarchal. You should have said, I was trying not to laugh, like, just bust out. But yeah. I, I kind of, yeah. Look on his face. I was feeling that way too. And I was like, I kept looking at the thing going, how has it been 40 minutes? Awesome. So uh, right, if you, right. uh, if you're listening to this and going, what the hell are they talking about? Go uh, join our Patreon and find out the rest of the show that you're missing. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but so this episode it is the return of. Ugh, Before. So, sorry. I know, I know that uh, I want to get into this, but. I think that there that there's something kind of important in in the news. A couple of things really important in the news yeah, uh, lately, and we should kind of talk about those. Um, so um, the first one, it's not in the notes, but I actually wanted to make sure that we talked about. Uh, today was the second day of of the Derek Chauvin trial, um, the man mm-hmm. who killed George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been able to watch like any of it, because every time I would turn on the news, they're talking about the trial and it was just, it's too triggering Mm -hmm. for me right now, which really fucking sucks because I know every one of those witnesses are saying what happened and there's still people out there. They're going to be like, well, he deserved it or whatever. And it's just like, no, show his, his mugshot. Show talk about mm-hmm. all the you know how he maybe smoked some weed way back in the day or whatever it is. That oh, they wanna, he had fentanyl you know, in his system, which okay, so it didn't actually contribute to how he died. You know, with the guy kneeling on his right. fucking neck for mm-hmm. nine fucking yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean that's an image I have seared into my memory. Yep. So for me, that's why I haven't watched it because yeah. I feel like okay, now I get to hear. Yep. Over and over and over and over again, I just. Justice has to be done. That's, you know, that's, that's what I'm, I'm hoping for and more than hoping for, you know, cause it has to be, if not, <laughs> wow, you guys just be ready once again. I, 
<laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that Lindsay is going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I I have so much trouble believing that any justice is actually going to be done. Like mm-hmm. I wonder I yeah. I I think the best outcome in all of this is going to be like a hung jury. And that's if like some people are like I absolutely cannot stand mm-hmm. like, you know, saying that this man is not guilty because that's literally the defense from what I have paid attention to. It's everything, everything they can possibly fucking think of already. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I know what, what if something like that happened to me, I know exactly like they would show the receipts for all of the pot that I smoked and they would probably talk about how many bottles of wine I have all over my house. And, <laughs> you know, I just play this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. It's. I, I think know. that he will be found guilty, though. I do. I yeah. feel like it's going to be like throwing a bone. Like, oh, we gave you Chauvin. What else do you want? But I bet you, I bet you, like, it'll be something like a slap on the wrist term. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to do like five years, maybe. And then like he'll get involuntary manslaughter or something. Yeah. Yeah. Some probably, bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, Dean just yeah. mim- mimed something over here. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know, like oh, I will say that you know that that could thinking. be a, that could be even before we we could just end the trial if you know somebody out there was not in protective custody, which I'm sure he is. You know, mm-hmm. but they have like choppers. You know I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. ask anybody or say anybody should do anything, but you know, when you got when you got a like, cop in prison. Or in jail. Yeah. I yeah. assume he's put, in jail right now. Put him in with Big Bubba. Mm. Put him in with Bubba. Let him just make, just, you know, make sure that he has a very welcoming cellmate. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I was just saying yesterday, I was telling you how he <sighs> has a rapper Pop Smoke. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but I was watching an interview and he had something. Like this kid had something and so charismatic and i just felt so bad because the interview that we were watching he ended up getting killed 12 days later um in february of last year and i told hubby i said now um you know takashi's six nine still walking around right um fucking you know um what was the name the dude uh not was it trayvon the one that killed trayvon Trayvon. zimmerman no, I said, who, you know who I'm talking about, the guy's name. You you are supposed to answer my questions without me actually using the word. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, George, right? George. Zimmerman. Yeah. George. Zimmerman. There you go. The other idiot. Yeah, I tried to, you know, take him out of my, yeah. but he's still walking around didn't. and we're just losing Shoot. people. Okay. Yeah, but I'm saying he's still walking around and we're losing people that are just honestly yeah. a blessing and just have this, you know, just great spirit and things about him. And so it's, it, it it's horrible that George, you know, that his children have to live without their father. Um, but I do kind of agree with Lindsay. Like, I feel like they're going to think about that and think about how the country can erupt. Like we already lived through it. And they're probably like, well, we can't do this again. And Joe Biden definitely can't handle it because he can't handle a whole lot in this presidency so far, but he <laughs> wouldn't be able to handle it. So I do think that they would try to use that um, as, you know, some reason to give him something, you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that, oh, well, his children have to live without him. And because the family did get paid recently, correct? I mean, not, that doesn't bring anybody back or 
anything like that. They, I think yeah, the city, they did get a, a civil settlement, but I don't remember what that was exactly. And usually when that happens, yeah. that's when the city is like, we know that you'll sue us for more money. So this is where, you know, this is what we're going to give you to hopefully avoid the years that it will take mm-hmm. for you to get the money another way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. whenever I hear that, oh. like the somebody reached a settlement, I'm always like, mm, now I definitely think you're guilty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I feel right? like you knew yeah. there was culpability there. And that's the only reason why you agreed to that. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. Yeah, but it's amazing to me that if I want to turn on YouTube, it's right there, you know, at the top of the news, like the live, you know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why? I, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the fa- his family. I, you know, those of us that just want justice, but like you said, like it's tough to even think about putting the energy in and sitting down and watching it because it was such a hard time, yeah. you know, so, but hopefully we'll just, you know. Hopefully we'll be talking about justice being done in a few weeks or a month or whatever, not another travesty or, you know, yeah. Yeah. This, I, I honestly like I've, it is really hard for me to find a lot of positivity because just everything kind of feels, despite this like light at the end of the tunnel feeling of getting my second dose of the vaccine today. I still have this like overwhelming, like a nurse friend of mine just killed themselves. You know, it's mm-hmm. the, I have a teacher friend whose daughter attempted it the other day. Um, I have another friend who is basically struggling through isolation right now because they've been living alone for a year. And it's just like. I don't. I. <laughs> If what happens is what has always happened, I feel like it's and there are enough people out there that are at the end of their rope that mm-hmm. it's going to be so much worse than anything we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Like one way or another, yeah. it could go either way on that. Honestly, like it just it scares the shit out of me how many people are, are completely nihilistic now after the last year. You know, it, it's crazy. I mean, the first three months of this year the amount of murders, like, and, and just, you know, things that it's, it's, it's crazy, you know? Um, yeah. And it just lets you know how outside of your little world and how outside of your everyday, there are some serious, serious, serious things going on with people. And, you know, I mean, we talked about it last week, you know, the, the lack of focus on mental health and Mm -hmm. that, you know, and and people are taking more accountability for themselves now but when you don't have it being a major epidemic and considered that like it is, you know, and the government's not trying to do anything. And th- that's where it really becomes a problem because you're not caring about the citizens of, of this country. You know, but once again, we just don't believe in being communal for some reason. Well, it's like uh, um, it's like I think we said last week, you know, it all goes back to Reagan. We're turning yeah. where mental health went from the start of a compassionate like let's try and help these people back to what it had been before where mm-hmm. it was you know w- treat and street which we definitely mm-hmm. still have today which contributed to the death of my friend and you know it's mm-hmm. it's nobody the system is not set up to save people the system is Uh-oh. set up to move people along or shut them away forever and it fucking sucks 
But, you know, uh, yeah, it's definitely that if, um, you know, if you aren't seen, then I don't have, you know, not seen, not heard from, but, you know, type of thing. Like, yeah. they don't, you know, they're not concerned about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. But definitely, like I said, our, our, we're doing better than what we were previous four years as far as, you know, our leadership. But it's very apparent that what was promised is not being done. Well, um, and, you know, on top of everything, like the other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about and touch on was was the increased in, increase of hate crimes, um, specifically mm-hmm. like hate crimes all over, but specifically against Asian American Pacific Islanders and basically people who are perceived of Asian descent are getting beat up, especially elderly, like mm-hmm. And the the people being caught on camera doing this are not all, you know, like it's black and white people. It's not mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm it's so not the good old boys like you would right, think. Right, right. It's not yeah. your first thought yeah. when you think of a a racist act. You don't think of it being anybody other than a white guy. But mm-hmm. in this situation. It absolutely because you are attacking this person and potentially in a life threatening way, because most of these people that are getting attacked are like 60, 70, 80 years old. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, I know there was one down in LA the other day. Um, There was one on the East Coast. Not that, like, I just, I keep seeing snippets like, you know, here's another story. Here's another story. Here's another story. It's like, and they're being, I mean, they're cowards anyway because they're doing this. But then you guys are like going in like, what is it, shooting fish in a barrel? Because you're going to areas where you know there's a lot. So, you know, in the Bay Area or, you mm-hmm. know, in San Francisco, the Chinatown or wherever it may be. You know, most major cities yep. do have that area where, you know, where they, their stores are and things like that. So you guys are making, like, you're, you're going there, going in and you're disrupting a community. And, of course, before that, you're doing something just completely inhumane and wrong. But then you're disrupting a community that wasn't worried about you. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing anything to you. There's, you know, um, and this is, and you know what they're saying it's coming from. And it's like, it's a year after when Conchita was saying the stupid shit. So what do you guys mean? It, it's, it's stemming from that, you know, and it, yeah, I, if somebody would, I would go look, you guys would have to put all kind of like funds and car washes and, and spaghetti dinners and whatever else together to get my bail or whatever it is together. <laughs> it's somebody hard by grandmother. Like hey, it, it would not there, be a good situation. There was that one story that made me laugh really hard of that old lady a guy came up and punched her in the face and she ended up kicking his ass. Like yeah, he went to the yeah, hospital. Good. And she like Love somebody that. set up a like GoFundMe for her for medical care, but she ended up like donating almost all of it, which was like a million dollars like donating it to to help other people who were having this shit happen to them that's awesome so you know like look i can take care of myself right let's let this go to other people who exactly i mean i'm I'm surprised i haven't been a bit in it it probably can't be a big influx because we're just now getting back to normal but in like elderly self-defense classes per se you know and things like that uh, that should kind of be a focus right now because these people are they're out there and there they are nuts or something carry you pepper spray do something a lot of people probably changed in a year of complete disruption of their life in one way yeah. or another. You know, there's very, very few yeah. people who can say that the last year has not affected them entirely. 
And, you know, those people who can say that are really fucking lucky and good for you, but shut the fuck up because most of us are not okay. (laughs) And, you know, some people who are not okay might do really, really inappropriate things when they are not okay. And that includes the shit that's happening out there. I'm not blaming it on a mental illness or anything like that, but when someone is angry and when they are continuously and they're continuously exposed to somebody telling them that something that there is a specific reason why all of this bad shit is happening. They, you lose your perspective, you know, um, just kind of snap. Yeah. And it's, it's the brain is very, 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 very delicate. And we don't know. There's still so much we don't know about it. And just fat and jello. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Pretty much. It's just right there. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's scary to say that while things have gotten better, they are increasingly getting worse in, in other areas. Yeah. So, um, just a a quick note in our show notes, there will be a GoFundMe, uh, link to, if you wanted to, uh, help donate towards, um, helping the people who are being affected by the violence happening against AAPI folks. So. That's in there. I'm doing the snaps. I'm doing the snaps. I love it. Yes. All right. Anything else you want to talk about that's not the show before we jump into the show? Uh, no, I think yeah. um, like Hubby looked over. He's like, 42 minutes? I think we have 42 <laughs> minutes of that before. So. Uh, 59 <laughs> now. One, one hour. We've been chatting for an hour. All right. Yes. Okay, then. Uh, so... So this this episode, before we even start, I think is really interesting because it is basically the exorcist in in the boondocks. And like Dean found this really interesting. I, I had no idea. But this this episode was actually originally created to be the second season opener. And uh, hmm. they moved it because it was close to Halloween. So they, they made it a Halloween episode, basically. Um, uh oh. Right. So like there were things the like um, the Fugnificent song, which uh, it was playing in the car radio. Like mm-hmm. basically there was a lot of prelude to this season in this episode that could have happened before what we just watched already. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Oh, so okay, it's a good little good little tidbit. Yeah. So I did want to say, how did you guys feel about it? Because I didn't have a quote because I will admit any episode with Stink Meaner is probably my least favorite because I get I get the, the the concept, I get the you know the nigga moment type of things, but I think I explained this when we talked about the episode before. I also think that it 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 says that the way that black people react is a problem where I I've said before, I think everybody reacts to certain ways or certain, you know, certain examples the same way. Um, so I, I just have like a little harder time. So it was harder for me to really look at this episode and watch it with like, let me find something. Let me find a deeper meaning. So just, I was interested to hear what, you know, what your take was on it. I mean, of course, I'll always have something to say, but <laughs> I was wondering, <laughs> you know, kind of what you guys, you know, how you took it. Um, and maybe you guys will, you know, enlighten me to something that I'm not quite seeing. Um, I think for me, I kind of see it as like, I don't want to say coonery, but like 
just a bad, well, yeah, I guess kind of coonery, but in a bad way of saying this is how all black people act. Because I don't think, like I said, it's just strictly to, yeah, you know, to to black people. So. Well, it was kind of like what I was saying. I don't know if we were recording for our Patreon members yet, but what I was saying Mm -hmm. that like Tom in this in this show is the perfect example of that black person who is afraid to be seen as black. So having the episode basically say that even this one who is afraid to be black sometimes has these overly black moments, which is when this ghost. Yeah, like that felt really fucking problematic. Like, did you Mm -hmm. just say that because he gets mad because he's black? That's what let this thing into him. But yeah, but at the same time, I didn't see like a overall deeper meaning that we like we've seen in some episodes um yeah and i might have i definitely could have missed something because i'm i'm with you i'm not a huge fan of of stink meaner um mostly because whenever there's a stink meaner episode there tends to be things in it that make me go oh fuck i hate that fucking hate that part oh i hate that word i hate Uh like there's always yeah there's something (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's, so, like, that's the way i feel about it like yeah i've got notes i've got things that i wrote down i've got little things that like hit a chord but this is not one of those where i have like pages and pages of things that i want to talk about for sure yeah like I'm, i don't feel like i've taken anything away that enriches my outlook or my you know just how i feel about a situation as i do on the other episodes um so I, you know that is kind of for me but you know you guys, you ladies always bring in a little extra something and help me to see it. So, yeah. So I was going to say, see. I mean, so yeah, I was going to say, what, what are my girls? I laughed so much <laughs> during this episode. I was doing my little treadmill run and I was just laughing, stumbling, etc. cetera. Um, but to me, there is a very strong, deeper meaning in this episode. And I'm not sure it would align with my interpretation of what's going on, but I think maybe it is. Um, and I kind of like was trying to cobble those clips together. I was sending over because I, I thought like, Oh, it'll be like a crescendo. Like you kind of need them all to add up the meaning, but you honestly don't. And we can, we can start here anyway. My take on it was like exactly how Tara was just saying, like Tom is like seen as like a, a white black person, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. um, and there's the quote, even like I started the last one I sent over where, Uh, We didn't include it in this episode, but Huey says, Tom is the furthest thing from a nigga Mm -hmm. that you could be. And, Mm. you know, basically saying, like, he's an upstanding black man. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Some people are scared of zombies or vampires, but the thing that scares black people the most are niggas Mm -hmm. and nigga moments. Mm was as far from a nigga as a black man could be. But Stink Meter knew that every black man's spirit is weakened during a nigga moment. So basically saying, you know, Tom Dubois is not immune from this thing that all black men do. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I got out of that. I yeah. took it as them saying, like, like, right, they're still just saying Tom is a black man. Like, I always hated that shit growing up. Um, like people used to tell me like, oh, you're an Oreo or you're a mm-hmm. white black girl because oh, yeah. I, I speak in the manner I speak. Uh, where, like I said, I grew up in the hood, all that shit. So don't, you know, and I, you know, would say to that, like, please, you guys live in the suburbs, applying that sort of thinking to my blackness, quote unquote. 
And we've already talked about that on the show and how your economic status, the way you speak, et cetera, mm-hmm. is not indicative of how much of a black person you are or are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and I guess I'll just give away all the beans right now. So this whole episode <laughs> reminds me, it reminds me of if you guys have ever seen that infamous, it's probably one of Chris Rock's most famous stand-up routines where he starts talking about black people versus niggas. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people, um, black people love to love to know things. Niggas hate to read. Niggas love to not know something. Um, and he just right. goes off on black person hates a nigga on welfare. D-d-d-d-d-d. And so now, much of that take, comes up from Stink Meter when he's when yes. we get to like when we we'll talk about the exorcist scene in particular, like. Yeah, because, you know, the the whips, the the baton, the, you know, read and putting a book in front of his face and filling out a job application like that's that's exactly that's the Chris Rock joke. It's also the the part of the Dave Chappelle stuff. Like, I love that that's all peppered through there. Mm -hmm. I think the commentary, though, is like, at least for me, like and I think I spoke about this on the old episode we did, the first demeanor episode. Where I, like I said, I say the word nigga. I'd be like, oh, that nigga crazy. Call my husband a nigga and that dude is white. Um, Like all this stuff. I say it. But to me, it's commentary on black people who try and other black people. Black people who try and say, oh, he's a white black guy. Mm -hmm. Black people who say, I don't mess with ghetto people. Or like one of the real housewives who's black said, oh, I don't go to, if I see a bunch of black men outside of a Rite Aid, I don't go inside. Like to me, it was... Yes, this was commentary on people like that, because that's why, and I know we're getting, we're jumping mm-hmm. ahead and we can work our that's way okay. through, but that's why <laughs> Stink Meaner and Ruckus, like how he figures out this is one and the same, you know, they, there's a piece yeah. between these two, these two acts of hatred was my take on it. Okay. All right. I see that. Let's uh, let's yeah. start at the beginning and work our way through. And maybe by the time we get to the end of that, uh, MJ and I will uh, understand your point a little better. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's that? Uh, okay. Sounds so delicious. Um, the episode starts recapping what a nigga moment is back from season one. Um, we it talks about Stinkmeaner's death, but then Stinkmeaner's in hell, but and he loves it and he's training real hard and and the devil just like okay. <laughs> um, the representation of the devil here, I feel, would be. Uh, the same representation of the devil that Lil Nas did a lap dance with this weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> like this devil I mean, did not. This devil did not seem as devil-like as I would um, assume. <laughs> yeah, like there was some attraction there. Like that's a, okay. Like yeah, yeah. I, yeah. With the Lil Nas X one, I was like, wow, you made the devil look pretty yoked and shit. Like, what's going on? Um, oh no that that yeah, that I, video yeah. is a whole commentary on how uh, people who are religious look at gay people basically and I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I fucking love that guy and I'm so fucking proud of him because it means there's going to be a whole generation of black and brown queer people who are going to grow up thinking that that's okay and it is. So <laughs> <laughs> like like I just uh but you know enough about him uh <laughs> I, he was very no it was just very bold no it was yes. just very bold and i think like what the the backlash that he's taking is i know for myself i don't want my nine-year-old to just go oh Lil Nas X has a new video and then sit down and start watching it because i you know that's 
I haven't had that conversation. I haven't come to that point and needing to have that conversation with him yet. So I think that the backlash, some of what he's taking his parents going, oh, well, you went from Old Town Road to this. And so it makes me as a parent have to be a parent and be accountable yep. and stop them from something I don't want them to see. Simply, and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I, my kids listen. I just told them, hey, don't watch it. We can talk about it when it's appropriate, but it's just not, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's, that's where it is. Um, I, you know, I, his shoes that he came out with as well. I'm like giving him kudos because you sold out of those $1,100. Mm. And in my opinion, not very cute shoes, but you sold out <laughs> of them. And I'm like, but I'm like, get that, go ahead, put it, put it in your pocket. Oh, like, you mean that's the, what the I, $666 you know, ones? Yeah, I think, but uh, oh, there were I guess they were selling them shoes. For, like, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were selling for eleven hundred dollars. Um, but I want to know blood. where these people, you know, yeah, and a drop of his blood. Yeah, all, all I'm gonna say, so there's a little bit of controversy inducing into in it. In South yeah. Park, Saddam Hussein fucked the devel for like a whole I mean, movie, and so like, we're all yeah. gonna be fine. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Same as like the whole you know cancel Eminem. Like we're all okay, and we listen. We've listened to Eminem for twenty plus years, guys. So you cancel, you little TikTokers don't want to cancel him because of a song that you guys obviously don't get the point behind because there was nothing wrong in that song at all for them to be mad about. But and okay. he had much Our worse songs that he's done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, they haven't heard Kim? Oh like, I mean, uh, come on. But yeah, so, but just, it, it kind of fits in with, um, you know, I think of this episode a bit. I like, what you, I like how you brought that up because it's, you know, um, People are saying, you know, that that is a very irresponsible thing that a hip hop artist and basically that means a black person is doing when Marilyn Manson was just as controversial. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Manson did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's been a lot of music and a lot of musicians that the controversy's there, but you guys don't try to bring this person down. And that is what you know, you're kind of seeing there. So, um, yeah. And even when they do. You know, he, like we every generation has an artist that makes their parents generation uncomfortable. Like when when I was a kid, Cher walked out on stage wearing pasties and barely any underwear. Oh, and God. that was like that, that was like the outfit? fucking Grammys oh. or whatever. You know, yes, when I was a teenager, yes, yes. J Lo wore that dress that went down below her butt and she yep. looked fucking and all, gorgeous. That's all you saw. Right? And Bomb. But like, you know, today Madonna, and spot, but yeah. Madonna masturbating with a crucifix on stage or, um, you know, justify my love, like the whole, mm -hmm. like everything, uh, just yeah, like so a prayer. Every, exactly. Jesus. Every yeah. single <laughs> generation has their artist that is going to shock the generation before. And it is not my job as a 40 something to tell a 20 something what to do or what to listen to at this point, because they uh -huh. are a fucking grown up. Now, kids. Parents are going to have to make that decision for themselves. And if you don't yeah. want your kids watching uh, music videos that are made for everybody, then you maybe need to figure out how to block that on your kids' YouTube because they're going to find it and they're going to watch it whether you want and them to or not. And that's what I was saying. That I think the backlash is people have to like, oh, be accountable. Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. Well, I'm going to have to do some work. I can't just let them go walk away with their tablet or whatnot. You know? Um, <laughs> I think I, that's I the moral that, of the know, whole so the whole pandemic of parents going, Oh God, I have to parent more. Right. Oh God. Cause <laughs> let me tell you, if it was not for my children again, having computers and laptop, Oh, good mm. Lord. I'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
what was that? Uh, hubby was just talking about adding his point on about that he he at the beginning like it was because his song Old Town Road was like definitely I mean it's a kids anthem let's admit it right now you put it on kids are bumping around and jumping around and whatnot. Um, but it wasn't yeah, his choice to and, yeah it wasn't his choice to make it so family friendly like he had no real like he got to his control was basically getting to wear the pink cowboy outfit and like. He was trying and, and actually, to actually coming out like that's it. That was him taking control too, yeah, because I definitely exactly. don't think that anybody wanted him to, no, to come they out did at that not. point. They did um, not. I, I, and and just like parents have an accountability, you as well as an artist also do. Um, but he's young, so I think that right now to him, he's not he's not he's not really seeing that um, because he came back and uh, Joanne Lucas is another rapper came out and said something. So they were going back and forth on Twitter. So he points out that in Old Town Road, he's talking about drinking lean and doing something else. And he's like, and you let your kids listen to that, right? Now, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about the Like, I've listened to the song and shit. I didn't realize that. So I, I definitely get his point. But it's like, I think also this is another tactic of look over here, look over here. Mm-hmm. Don't look over here when there's so much other shit going on right now. Like, you know, um, the guy... You know, the guy who who murdered, um, you know, George Floyd yep. and being on trial right now, um, people's two way rights being infringed on whichever way it is, you know, people being shot mm-hmm. when they go to the grocery store, you know, so it's kind of a way to be like, oh, they're probably like, thank you. little Nas. It's to control, Yeah, they, like, they want to control. They want to control the narrative and make sure that we're only paying attention to the things that they think we should pay mm-hmm. attention to. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. I say they with the big quotes around it, like I'm some conspiracy theorist, but it is true. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, well, our- before that, it was Quavo and, and Sweetie breaking up. And, you know, now they're bringing out video from a year ago of them tussling in a um, in a elevator. This shit was a year ago, but mm-hmm. they're bringing it out just like it was right before they broke up. So it's something else like before he you know, released the video. It was that, you know, and. It's always going to be something. So it's it's us being having our due diligence and being aware that that's happening. Um, but yeah, so I guess once again, we're, I'm off topic. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is again. this is what the edit button is for now. Like we we right? have our two hour shows, and um, an hour of it goes out to the public. <laughs> yes, right. And the rest, you guys better join the Patreon for. Yeah, good conversations <laughs> tonight. At least I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So the next part is basically where um, we had our clip a little bit ago. So this is Tom driving into the parking parking lot. Someone takes his spot. This is where the um, um, what is it? Is kick him in the? Damn it! Dean's out of the room. <laughs> well, we hear the mm-hmm. Thugnificent <laughs> song coming from the the car. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? I really want that as my ringtone. No, I was just singing it. I really want that as. My <laughs> Mm-hmm. I sound so old saying that. Do people even really still have songs? Oh man, you oh, know. They do. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, my phone is silent unless I like. Yep. There, I have like two people that my phone will ring for. Um, <laughs> so most of the time, if you ever try to call me, don't. Um, but if you want to message me, I will see it eventually. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I get annoyed when people call me and leave me a voicemail. I'm like, why? Right? Voicemails are for bill collectors and like doctor's appointments. Right? (laughs) Because other than that, you will not get a call back. Mm. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. So, so yeah. um, So, Tom gets somehow Tom gets so angry by this guy stealing his parking spot that he then succumbs again to the to the nigga moment and that's when stink meter is able to enter his body or whatever uh, <laughs> like it's an open vessel uh i just i i find it i i love this scene because once stink meter is in tom's body and he starts like yelling back at the guy and then he does the, like the jump kick I love that mm-hmm. jump kick thing that you see, <laughs> you would see in like old like samurai movies and kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the best thing. Um, see, I I was listening and watching. I was like in between the bathroom and and, and my room, you know, kind of listening and um, watching it. But I don't think I realized about the couple of times that he tried to take over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that that was when. Tom was weak and, you know, I'm kind of, now it's all kind of fitting together a little bit more, but how he was weak at that time. So he, you know, he, he allowed himself to be open to falling into a nigga moment and then allowing Stink Meaner, who was probably the greatest other than Ruckus, you know, example of a nigga moment mm. that there is. So I don't, yeah, I just looking kind of back at the notes and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm seeing, well, that that's brought together, but still. Stingmeter is very annoying. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. This is definitely a, a case of a character that just. In some shows, like even let's take Ruckus. Okay, Ruckus is vile and nasty, but you still kind of, sort of, like wish for better for him. Where <laughs> Stingmeter is just so poisonous that. There is no redeeming anything about him. So. Mm-mm. At all. I mean, Ruckus just says stupid shit. Like when he's like the sweet smell of the white person. Like the shit that he says <laughs> like that. It's, it's, you know, that's, it's funny. Um, but it, you know, with Sink Meter, it's just so, it's just so mean. And so he's just that old person that it's like, God damn, are you ever, you know, are you ever pleasant? Um, right. And we know he's not. So. So, okay, so Tom, yeah, because Tom wakes up and does like he sees this guy who just got kicked. He's like, does anybody, does anybody see what happened? And the guy just, like, <laughs> the look on the guy's face was so perfect. Like, I every time, because I, I tend to watch, I tend to have the show on, like you say. Uh, I tend to have the show on just a couple of times as kind of like background noise before I really pay attention. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I tend to, like, filter out the, like, the the main point through not paying attention too much and then I can lock, like look for the little stuff and the look on that guy's face was just like what what the fuck is happening and like I, I could just imagine him like who the fuck did I just piss off like what is going on is this guy have multiple personalities like which you know the biggest issue with, with the nigga moment is how is the other person going to respond you know are they yeah. gonna be crazier than you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm noticing too in the notes that it was like Tom never realized when when it happened. Like it was mm-hmm. like he was taken over and just didn't have any recollection of it. 
So now, you know, kind of trying to think more about what was going on, you know, what the message is, you know, that may be a commentary on what people do get in these situations, whether they can be seen as nigga moments or if it happens to everybody, that you just lose all sense of, you know, reality and your, your control. And it's like you're somebody else has taken over your body and that's why you're acting the way that you're acting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a result of losing control and, and, you know, so many other things. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, see, this is why, this is why we're, this is why it's good. Cause now yeah. you guys are helping me work through it. Right. And I'm kind right. of seeing it come together Exactly. There. And there's and, actually, there's something yeah. I forgot to mention, uh, before. Um, so there's kind of that side story of granddad make, making his dating profile and, and getting on MySpace and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also Huey, <laughs> Huey having a nightmare that foretold Stinkfeener coming back and then trying to tell people about it. And like, that's a reoccurring thing that happens as well. Um, and I just I, I wanted to make sure we touched on that because it comes back over and over again. And especially when granddad's like, boy, nobody listens to you. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, after after the Tom. Oh, hold on one sec. Oh my, that's just my, that's my Roomba. <laughs> I was like, did someone just turn on a YouTube video in the background? <laughs> no, no. She's unplugged, so she... <laughs> Bitch, go home. Oh, Roomba talks to you? That's crazy. <laughs> See, that's why my husband won't let me get one, because he always he says, I said... Robots and things aren't going to take over. But look, the Roomba is talking right there. Oh, yeah, you can have a Roomba, too. All right, God sorry, damn, back on top. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just crazy, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, that's, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I guess technically anything that was electronic and could be theoretically hacked some way, right? Theoretically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should hire all hackers into government. Like, that's my I, solution. Right I know a hire few people who would consider them, well, they don't use that word, but they, they um, do that sort of thing uh, who wouldn't be caught dead working for the government. Uh, true. So yeah. they, the government <laughs> does have white my, hat my phone hackers, and... though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Uh, my, my friend who died was, uh, was a bit of a white hat. I've got quite a few friends actually mm-hmm. down in Portland, um, who have been working hard to disrupt things on a mm-hmm. cyber level, I guess. But anyway, just as long as you don't, uh, Hey, if you guys are ever going to change credit scores, mm. go right ahead. Y'all, better. Right? <laughs> just don't hack into like my, you know, Google account and, because we don't need those things released. But if you're going to do something that's like, you know, put some extra money in people's bank accounts or change your credit, then I'm all for it. Okay. PayPal me. <laughs> right? Uh, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, Granddad got a date. And then Riley's like, yeah, because you lied about everything on your, your profile, which is awesome. Um, especially because all of granddad's lies are like, I'm hanging out with Snoop and the boys and like, I'm a, I'm a part of G unit. And I'm like, (laughs) old man, like, like, right. And if you believe that, then you're just telling exactly what your goal is because you're just in it to, to win it. Like that's obviously it. Uh, yeah. I love the whole MySpace references though. It makes me want to. The MyPod and the iSpace. That's another reason. You don't even know the appropriate terms, but yet. Right? 
you know, I like, you're I like that, unit. though. My pod. No. I wanted a my yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, okay, and then Tom is in court for trial where um, an Asian woman is on trial for beating a black man with a golf club. And I think she stole his wallet, too, right? Um, so then Tom goes to ask her a question and Stinkmeter takes possession again. Uh, making him act out a scene basically from, was that the, yeah, from the Chappelle show. It was the, uh, yeah, it was the uh, Charlie Murphy talking about, uh, talking about, uh, was it, no, it wasn't, it was uh, Rick James. Yes. uh, Being, being on the couch at Eddie Murphy's new couch. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. (laughs) Fuck your courtroom. Which I didn't catch the first couple of times. I just was like, well, this is obviously a reference to something because it, it, it sounds familiar. And then when he said it, I was like, oh, oh, fuck. How did I miss that? Because there were a couple of different yeah. references to that. Hmm? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. And the words, hell yes. of a, it's a hell of a drug, come out of Stink Meaner's mouth at one point, too. Um, let's see. Where are we? Uh Oh, yeah. So then courtroom. he runs out of the courtroom and he's essentially like he looks like he's talking to himself, throwing himself around the, the bathroom. And and then and then Huey's at a tree and he's talking to Ghostface kill his ghost, who is not dead, but still his ghost. Um, and <laughs> tries to tell him, like, how to end this, how to how to stop stink meter. Um, but Huey doesn't understand the, you know, cryptic things that Ghostface Kill is saying. I was gonna say because he's all cryptic with it, yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause, you know, it all it all makes sense at the end. You're like, oh yeah, totally. But yeah, no, it didn't <laughs> like as even as he's saying it, you're like, that was awkward. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> at least that's what I I wonder I why Ghostface. It. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, I wonder why actually. him. I mean, I think around this time, and I might be be off, our listeners would have to tell me, I believe the Wu-Tang Clan was playing with this whole notion of spirituality and the Mm. Shaolin monks and all this shit, remember? Because right when Mm -hmm. Ghostface popped up, I was like, oh, Ghostface Killer, because I recognized the image, like, from um, the video games. Like, if you guys ever played Wu-Tang Clan fighting games? Like, sorry, I, yes. <laughs> I'm on I one. I didn't, and I'm oh, angry about it. jam one? <laughs> yes. I know so, exactly yeah, what you're I, talking about. What was it yeah, called? Yeah. Death Jams. Um, it was like you had to take over. It was like a kind of mafia, not mafia game, but... Ooh. It was a rap star or something. Yeah, but I play, I know exactly what you're talking about because we played yeah. the shit out of that. Nice. Uh, they might, would have these superpowers and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could totally find it. Like, I'm to. pretty sure last time we were at GameStop, I saw a version. I saw. Uh, if, um, if it's not on Steam, I'm probably not going to get it. But if it's on Steam, I'm, I'm going to check it. <laughs> like, I do everything <laughs> on my laptop. I'm not really a, um, a controller person because my I can't process both my hands at the same time don't work that way <laughs> so, you know, so yeah figured that out um i mean it's getting better but oh so I, my theory on the on the ghost face because it's yeah. the whole kung fu thing because wu-tang clan is all, their name is based off of kung fu movie right so right. that's my mm-hmm. guess that that whole beginning se- scene is from uh it was this uh the, who was some kind of brothers uh that did kung fu movies um and put them together, and that was kind of their format. So I think that was based off of. Mm. It was kind of. It's a. It's a play off of Wu Tang. Uh, I think that's where that came from. Why okay. he's there. Mm. 
Mm, okay. It makes sense. The spiritual guide being something like that would be a contemporary spiritual like. Yeah, I like that. Especially to Huey because he's so into, right? you know, Kung Fu and Samurais and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And okay. yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Granddad getting ready for his date. No, actually, I need to take a step back because we didn't talk about the Speedo. When Granddad was taking pictures, is that next? Okay. <laughs> Which so, one? I, <laughs> so that was that's actually that was my point. There, there. In my opinion, and it might have been done on purpose, but it feels like there was a continuity error in this <laughs> because he's like, "Get me the get me the purple speedo," and then Riley's like, "I can't find it," and then he's like, "Here's the leopard one. Oh, that'll do." And he's putting it on, and then later he's wearing the green. They're the purple speedo. <laughs> When he's falling down the stairs <laughs> half naked and you see a old man dick. <laughs> yeah, that's something that that should never be seen by anybody. Uh, oh, oh. oh my gosh. He was doing his thing though. He was doing what you know, what he what he thought he had to do, a little thirst trap back in the day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that all reminded me so much of growing up though. That's it's a personal thing though, just like how my mom had four kids, so like she would be doing something. And you'd be like, mom, I had this dream that, you know, y'all know I'm on this spiritual shit. I had this and this happen. And she'd be like, go ahead. Oh, Corey, go do this. Shannon, go get me that. Da, da, da. And you keep trying to talk to her. And then I just stop. And she'd be like, I'm listening. And then <laughs> so later on, when granddad's like, nobody listens to you. I was dying because, <laughs> because that shit was on. Mm-hmm. I mean, just especially as a mom, like you get into that point. My son, my youngest, you know, he talks just as much as I do. And sometimes his boys, I mean, rando. So if I'm cooking mm-hmm. and he's talking to me, this is what I'm like. Mm-hmm. What? Nah, say it again. <laughs> what happened? You said, you know, like, and you just kind of get into that mode of, of just being on, yeah. you know, being on autopilot. And that's like, that's then like he'll the bring curse, it up to you again. The, a, the Chris Rock thing. I told I you thought- that bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to throw that one in there every so often. Really? I told you that bitch crazy. Really? Yeah, to see, right? To see if then you're paying attention, right? Oh gosh. So that's something my boys would do. <laughs> so that was uh, that was the part where um, where Granddad was getting ready for his date, and Huey tried to warn him uh, not. Because they he'd already they he'd already told Granddad about the dream and now he's like Granddad I really think that you know Stink Meter's coming back and Granddad's just not paying attention, um, and that was uh, the next part really kind of grossed me out. <laughs> that was the part where Stink Meter as Tom comes home um, to mm-hmm. his you know loving wife and like <clears throat> so when when. Uh, the one time that I was watching through it where Dean was sitting next to me, I literally was like, okay, now I'm, I'm demi as fuck. I'm demisexual. And for me, like if Dean came home with a completely different personality, that would not turn me on in any way. I would not, I would be like, no, no, this is not okay. You are not my husband. What the fuck is going on? Uh, Now, Dean, you had a theory. He, his theory was that, uh, you know, we think that Sarah, um, well, yeah. like you talked about before, yeah. that uh, that she wanted more of a black, with the usher thing. Yeah, yeah. with the usher thing mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. she was she thought man. she was gonna she was getting a blacker black man. Yeah, and that's kind mm-hmm. of uh, you know when 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 uh yeah when stink meter comes out you know and what's it's gotten just, into you? Same things back to 
to get into yeah. you. Oh, good. All right. And she was. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, to be perfectly <laughs> to be perfectly fair from what we know of Tom and Sarah's probable relationship, he's probably never really been super spontaneous. And, you know, that might have nope. been something she was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Belly, but this is what if you haven't, like you've just got to see the one scene you can Google like DMX scene. Um, <laughs> there's a scene that DMX just like he's arguing with this chick. And all of a sudden, he puts it down. It is like the best 30, 40 seconds, whatever it is. So that's what it kind of reminds me of is that, like, she finally got that, like, here, girl, let me kind of, you know, let me take it. Let me, I don't want to say, like, Mandingo kind of, like, uh, deal. But, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, somebody just a little rougher, kind of, like I said, kind of took her in, got it going. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely, I got that because I was like, you know, I think that if, you know, they ended up telling her this is what happened or she realized that she probably wouldn't be too upset by it because she had a good time. You know, it was something different. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, we know, we know that she's bored. <laughs> we have definitely seen that. Right. Right. Uh, oh. Okay. So, okay, here we go. Now we're getting into the action of the show. Uh, so. Scene starts. Granddad sitting on the toilet, writing an email to some other cutie pie <laughs> while he's getting ready for his date with the current cutie pie. Um, you know, <laughs> what, like just the way that he writes emails back and forth to like, what was it? You know, I'm, I'm hanging out with Snoop and the boys tonight. Snoop Dogg and the boys tonight. And the, the dog pound. The dog pound. The dog pound. Um, so anyway, um, but you're Tom, emailing about it. Yeah, right? Tom, a.k.a. <laughs> Stinkmeaner, uh, comes into the house, breaks into the house, goes upstairs, holding an axe, and starts breaking down the bathroom door where Granddad's on the other side of the door. Um, this is the... We already saw Stinkmeaner fighting all of the little, like, demon samurai in hell. So this is the second fight scene, and we know that, you know, the, that he's pretty strong if he can fight all of these demons and such. Um, and he mm-hmm. kicks all of their asses, but somehow they're able to, to subdue him, mostly by Riley breaking things over his head over and over until he finally, like, loses his grip a little bit. Um, and then they tie him up to, to Riley's bed, and then Granddad's date shows up. Um... And, uh, you know, he just decides he's going to keep having this date, which is just the most granddad thing ever. Um, I don't hear anything. What are you talking about? So Uh the the funny part here, like when they're talking, this is granddad's dream woman. Like she's like, I like to cook mostly pork. And like she likes she likes his big (laughs) belly and his his adventurous wardrobe of his purple speedo with a shirt tucked into it. Uh, (laughs) So, um, but then she keeps hearing the noises upstairs and... (gasps) My friends warned me that there were weirdos on MySpace. Wait, no! That's just the TV! It's not the fact that you obviously have a man possessed by an evil spirit strapped to a bed upstairs. He's not? No. It's the fact that you lied about it. Okay, that would be me. <laughs> I don't give a shit that you have a guy possessed by a demon upstairs. You lied to me. 
I'd have had it. I mean, she was serious about it too. Like, I know what it is. Right. In my culture. Like, not. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, that, was, like, she would have I, been I did so fucking perfect too. Because she would have just, she was just like, there's a guy upstairs, obviously. Why are you lying to me? Like, she was into it until Grandpa was like, no, no, cutie pie. It's just the TV. It's just the TV. <laughs> the fact that you lied about it. Yeah, that was, that, that was funny. Yeah. The whole pork thing, though, I died about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, Mostly first pork. Of all, are you trying to kill him? Yes. Are you trying to kill him? Because that is the last thing that he needs is just a, you know, a full diet full of pork. But um, he probably would have been in heaven. Mm-hmm. Been in heaven. A salty heaven, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so... The next, so the next scene is another one of those like exorcist type scenes. If you've seen the movie, like all of the stuff in the kids' room is just spinning around and around the bed while this possessed person is like screaming. Um, and granddad tries to call the Catholic Church, he gets a voicemail that basically is like, If this is about a sexual assault, that cracked my shit up. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, there's a good way when they approach things that they did it that, you know, inappropriate but funny. Like, it's funny because it's true type of situation. Like, we all know really what it is. So, uh, they keep, they definitely, the writers did have a very good grasp on that. And that's something like the fact that it's only in recent um, times, I guess, that the Catholic Church is fully admitting that this shit was happening and that they were, like, uh-huh. you know, moving people around and stuff. Like, it was, like, an open secret when the show was made. Like, people had accused them, but nothing really was happening about it. So, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. really clever the way that he put it in there, kind of. It's just, like, a throwaway joke. It wasn't... It was just... You just kind of heard it passively. It wasn't like a specific thing that we were paying attention to. So I like that yeah. they did that. Um, I mean, it, you know, he talked about um, Tyler Perry and that episode never was aired. So mm-hmm. when you can get a little joke in there about the Catholic Church, then, you know, right? I think that you're, you're the, the art that you have and what you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to portray is it's, it's well respected but if i ever got to interview tyler perry i'd be like why 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 were you a little bitch about that but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so when granddad can't get a hold of the catholic church he does the uh, the very granddad thing of calling the only other like church person that he knows and that's reverend (laughs) ruckus reverend reverend uncle ruckus reverend father uncle ruckus no relation um and again you know the whole exorcist the way that they 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 drew this scene was exactly like the scene where uh the priest comes to the house when the little girl is possessed an exorcist and like the way they had the the lamp outside we call it the street light outside like it's just it's really beautiful the details that were in it for someone like me who's a huge horror fan and you know don't get much crossover in a show like this with horror so (laughs) i was actually expecting i've only seen i will admit i've never seen the movie i've only seen clips and i've only seen the i've never seen all the i've only seen clips but um (laughs) was it scary movie scary Uh, movie is probably like i knew what the scene was from so that's that's the (laughs) 
That's the only like real, um, oh, you know, man. reference that I have other than like clips that I've seen. I loved that movie when I was a kid and the book, which was fucking freaky. Um, I can't. Re- yeah, I, I, I was, I was that kid that watched horror movies from a way too young age, and um, not a whole lot scared me. So, like the idea of Zuzu. Like <laughs> yeah. See. Um, like Freddy Krueger fucking scared me, Jason shit. Oh like, yeah, had, no, not me. Oof, yeah, like the oh, yeah, the Freddy Krueger stuff. I was I was upset that um, well, I didn't realize at the time why I I didn't like certain horror movies, and it was the like punishment for sex equals death for so many characters, mm. and I really hated uh-huh, that. But I didn't uh-huh. understand uh-huh. that was why I hated it. Same thing with like the black character is almost always killed off first and you know just always. all of those things that for <laughs> years I kind of picked up on but never really like processed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I watched all that like shit. That irritates me. Uh, oh yeah, you and my 9-year-old would get along cuz <laughs> this boy is not scary at all. Like yeah. yeah. I'm like you could watch that with somebody else. I'm not watching it. Like he's like, "No, <laughs> nope, I don't want to watch it." Uh, so um this yeah so the next clip is uh kind of something that we were talking about earlier um all of the stuff that ruckus brings for the exorcism you got bad credit robin removing an evil nigga spirit from a negro is as hard as removing a stank from a hunk of shit we must use these tools that the great god has given us to fight niggas a whip a noose a knife stick a brand and iron these things strike fear into a nigga's heart a job application avoid conversation but the nigga the nigga will lie. The nigga will make excuses. He will use words he don't really know. If he gets really desperate, he may start to rap or dance. Oh my god. Like every right? Every stereotype represented in that scene. <laughs> like a job application. That's I mean okay. Like you can't for me, can't help but to laugh because I just, you know, there's no point in being offended in, in some of just the mm-hmm. idiotic things that he says. Yep. Um, and this one is and like... he just puts 10 on everything. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and, uh, like, they... He gets... Uh, Ruckus gets basically everyone to join in on beating Tom up and just hitting him and just keep hitting him and you got to whip the nigga out of him and then after like hours and hours we have this next exchange is the nigga still in him as long as he's black and breathe he's got nigga in him (laughs) (laughs) sorry the echo on that was just so perfect (laughs) I don't know if you heard it (laughs) yes no it's what's so funny is what he says he really believes in, but then it's also just echoing what so many mm-hmm. people believe in, you know? And if he's alive, how, he's still alive. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what do we only consider two thirds human in the three fifths in the constitution? Mm-hmm. Three fifths. Three fifths. There you go. I was giving us more. I think I'll say about two thirds. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and I think many probably still secretly deep down when they're together, they say that shit to each other. Like, well, we know they're not. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's, yeah, yeah. So, um, very powerful the shit that he says. 
also hilarious, you know, at the same time. So and very but I think like, that should get the point across. Ruckus always kind of takes the most racist stands in any mm-hmm. any of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we I think we talked about it before, where he's kind of the excuse to show the really heavy duty racism that can bloom from stupid ideas and and things that you learned and never unlearned. Um mm-hmm. and I just I really especially considering the last year of all of our lives, um, the things that, you know, he pulls out that's basically like, you know, this is like kryptonite to to niggas. And it's like, like I said, like a cop's baton and, you Mm -hmm. know, a book to read and a job application. It's like it's every nasty stereotype about a black man, you know, Mm -hmm. thrown into this. But you know what I'm also saying? Mm Mm-hmm. It's also saying that's how, you know, that's a way to, you know, to bring a nigga down or things that they, you know, that mm-hmm. they can't handle. That's also what is the fear of so many, you know, that are racist of so many because they don't want us to be educated. They don't want us to have good jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to have generational wealth that we can pass down. They don't want us to be able to be in the same neighborhood that you're in. So whereas he's saying all this as to like, this is our kryptonite, whose kryptonite is it really? You know, um, and is it? You know, is it their kryptonite? Because like I said, it's everything that they don't want, you know, black people to be um, or to have. So it's kind of like a little, I guess, double. Yeah. Double entendre, I guess. (laughs) Double meaning there. Yeah. So this clip specifically is why I, it immediately triggered in my mind on that damn treadmill, that Chris Rock skit. Mm -hmm. And if you ever go back and watch that skit, the crowd is going crazy. Like they're loving it. Like black people versus niggas. And it's playing on a lot of the stereotypes that Mm -hmm. ruckus is playing on. Exactly. And that's sort of my thing with that, where I was like, "Mm, anyone listening to this, please go watch that Chris rock clip, black people versus niggas. And then hear it in your mind as uncle ruckus and tell Mm -hmm. me you are not left with the exact same feeling. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, um, Black people believe this stuff about black people, too. Yes. I guess that's my point. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right. especially like like I said, I reached a point in my career where I said, I'm not shucking and jiving. I'm not code switching. Other black people don't like that either. It's like, what are you doing, sis? Or, oh, you just mm-hmm. need to, you know, express yourself more eloquently. You just need to do this. You have to explain your points. And, and even if you don't need help, ask for help. No, that's all shuck and jive bullshit. But because they're playing the game that is expecting of, expected of them, they do not like if you are in an office or in a white space doing nigga shit. And that, <laughs> yep. to me, is the point of all of this, of this whole episode, is how we sit here and, like, let's not just act like it's ruckus being a piece of shit. It's Black people doing it to other Black people as well, just like it's Stingbeaner doing it to Tom. Mm-hmm. And while... Even how we've been talking like and saying like about Tom when Stinkmeter is sleeping with Sarah and it's like, you know, in pursuing Usher, how she wanted more of a black, black man and this sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's like all this thread sort of running through of like black people judging other black people. Don't do that shit. Because yeah. when you do, you're yeah. playing into the white hatred stereotype is my point. It's a great point, too, because that's that's a lot of the a lot of the work that I do with my therapist is undoing (laughs) that self-hatred and that that 
idea of what blackness is that was driven into me by society and media and you know Mm -hmm. this is how black people should be this is how black people should not be and this is how you can be a good black person and this is how you're a bad black person like it was always like that and still is to to some extent and it's yes i think it i think that is an issue honestly that most black people are dealing with even if even if you're like me and you grew up in the hood okay i went to catholic school where you know there's like 20 20 black kids and everyone else is mm-hmm. white you know like we are taught this shit how we how we wear our hair all this stuff i know we mm. touched on this a bit before mm-hmm. it it is mm-hmm. just drilled in you society wise you know or we are i think on the very first episode when tiara brought up that quote about getting closer to whiteness and how that's the measure of success. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole thing with like how Tom is the target, Tom is the furthest thing from a black man, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like stink meaner and ruckus are really bringing to the forefront the issue with all this kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. No. Sorry. Well, no, I, I, it's perfect. I still stand by my not deeper meaning, like overall deeper meaning, but I totally see every point that you make every single one. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I agree. And when I say, you know, stand by blah, 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 bullshit, uh, what I'm basically saying, (laughs) cause that's what I, that's what I sound like. Um, what I'm basically saying is, uh, you know, this is one of those that, It doesn't, like, just from the surface, just watching it, it doesn't feel like it's all that deep or anything like that. But you really, this is one where you really have to kind of look into all of the different little tiny things that come together to really make it make sense. And to see what the point is. And I think your point is really good in what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, it's no, jumbling I, out of my own mouth. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I agree because, else. like I said, I didn't see, I, I didn't see what I saw it as like me just being, I, I want to say offended, but not the message how it was being portrayed. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but mm-hmm. you know, with having this conversation, I definitely see the the nuances. I'll say of how the point is being made. Um, you know, and and when it comes to certain situations not so much as just overall like just blanketing all black men with having these horrible irrational moments Mm -hmm. so i definitely you know i see that more and and tying it to what we're currently going through it actually makes it make more sense as well so you know kudos to you miss Lindsay. (laughs) well here's another question (laughs) just to keep the convo going i started to ask you guys earlier how did you feel when tom was having his nigga moments like when the guy steals his parking spot and Tom hits back or when Sarah finally gets fucked in the way she wants to be. Like, what were your (laughs) thoughts and feelings on that? I kind of felt like it's about time that this side of him or that he can Mm -hmm. be a little blacker. But then again, I feel bad on even saying that because what makes him a little blacker is that, that that he had these moments or that he stood up for himself or, you know, so yeah, that, that's that's same, kind of yeah, same yeah, same. You know, that's that's kind of like my thing with it, right? Like, and how they're saying like you can't separate the nigga from the black man. That was where I said like I think the the message was coming through as well. Like, yo, I know a lot of people are gonna get mad at me, but y'all all niggas. 
So you know what I mean? So stop trying to like put other people down for their niggerish behaviors, whether they're not reading a book, rapping or dancing, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. it is a part of you. And so that's why you want to celebrate when Tom is doing the stuff that's more niggerish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's an amazing I mean, word it's... that I will never say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever, well, yeah, I guess like when you're telling us how you grew up, I was like, no one's ever told you, like they used to tell me all the time, oh, stop yeah. being niggerish. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, stop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I, I got... I'm pretty sure I've probably said it recently. Like, but like, <laughs> I got you know, like words. I'm, saying, I'm joking. I'll tell her. <laughs> Well, I'll tell her, get your people. They're acting real, real, real niggers right now. Like, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I've said that recent, in recent times, Mm -hmm. but, um, it can be such a good word because it's not saying that you're necessarily describing black people. It could just be the behavior that you're exhibiting, but (laughs) we know what it really was describing, especially when we were told, I'm sure. Yeah. We know exactly what it is. Yeah, so uh, then we get to, well, basically what is the ending scene of the show where Ghostface Killer pops back up while they're still there trying to exercise the demon out of Tom. Um, You know, Huey is like, y'all, I'm tired. Can you just tell me what it is? Because I'm not getting it. And he says it again. (laughs) And Huey finally gets it. He has to bring peace to end the moment. So he starts trying to get Stink Meter and and Ruckus to realize that they agree on a lot of things. And then they start laughing and all of a sudden Stink Meter is like, you tricked me. And he just like explodes out of Tom's body. And uh, that is that the end of Stink Meter? We do not know. Um, but then like after Tom sleeps for a minute, he wakes up and has no idea that anything happened, which I also find completely hilarious because... The aftermath of everything that Tom just did, like, is he going to have a job? (laughs) Is his wife going to expect that again? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I love how he's like, what am I doing in your bed? Right? And Riley's like, yeah, uh, why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a little shit. Like, even at the time when you can just let it go. He's like, no, I'm still going to be a little shithead. I'm, st- I'm still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So, like, that, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about about the episode before we get to our uh, WPQ of the night? Not I, said the fly. All righty. <laughs> so, Dean, hit us. Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? (laughs) Welcome, everyone. It's so satisfying every time I hear, you mean I'm going to stay this color? It's like, I fucking love that. I'm going to stay this color. All I need is my thermos. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, so, uh, yeah, today, uh, so as, as you're all aware, I, I spent a lot of time on the TikTok, uh, and, uh, as, uh and TikTok. a lot of time on black TikTok, uh, just, you know, cause learning. I, you learn, learning and, and getting inspired and things like that. But there was, uh, so every now and again, what will happen is, you know, a, a black content creator will talk about racism and things like that and then so we so and then 
of course, some racist white piece of shit will ask them a question like this. Well, didn't Africans sell their own into slavery? Why aren't you blaming them for all the problems? <sighs> I mean, so selling go. other Africans into slavery was one problem, which, yes, yes certain and African most, tribes are responsible for, but that's right. not all the other problems. Right. So, and most of the, most of the stuff... Most of the stuff that included Africans selling Africans, they were selling like prisoners of war. And like when they would fight with other tribes, they would take prisoners and then sell them into slavery, basically. So it's like that was something that was a tribal thing that wasn't that wasn't about like making money like fucking white people did. Yeah, well, it, was, <laughs> it was also that they were uh, that, that I mean, yeah, eventually that, it changed well, and a lot of people started like capturing it, well it was the the white man was coming over there with guns and said you're gonna sell us these people into slavery <laughs> and they're like okay yeah <laughs> so don't shoot me here you can have these people mm -hmm. so that yeah and, and by the way that was that from, wasn't uh, all of it but yeah no, no, that no, was but, part you know, of yeah but that was uh that was from marsha warfield's uh tiktok by the way because she has a she has a she has a great series that she does on there if you, if you remember Roz from uh night court mm -hmm. uh so marsha warfield Brilliant, mm -hmm. uh, but so she she does a series on her TikTok of white people. We need to talk, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. So highly recommend checking it out. That's I'm definitely gonna do that. Well, you know now that I'm, I'm on the the TikTok more, um, and uh, your your video that you did wanted to say so awesome. I thought <laughs> it was very well put together, um, super sweet, and I've actually gotten like some more followers and likes because of it. Yeah, nice. so I love you guys. Uh, That's you. Yeah, just, I you that was, I wish I, I, that really I wish I had more time to say more things, but it's only a minute. So yeah, that was perfect. I was like, oh, helped me making the merch right there. Like you just did exactly what I was having a problem with with having the right descriptions. But um, yeah, it, I thought that was awesome. So I did want to thank you for that. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. But to to yeah uh, no to kind of add on to the conversation I want I would love for you know people that have that question to actually know a fact that they're you know that they are now verifying that only nine percent mm -hmm. of slaves in slavery actually came from Africa um, mm -hmm. and came across the transatlantic you know journey it so because it, it, was, it was family those of us that were here mm -hmm. exactly so you know that. Put that into perspective when people have you know, little things to say like that. Um, not only did you enslave the native, you know, part, well, Native Americans and, and us, because we were obviously here, um, then you went on top of that and then took, you know, and, continu from their homes yeah. and, and continued and, selling and, them and, for yeah, generations. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, um, and just, and maybe, and when people have that question, just go read a book <laughs> really about the transatlantic slave because there were so many stops along the way mm -hmm. where they went and they sold people or they threatened, you know, areas that they were coming into saying, well, we'll do the same thing to you unless X, Y, and Z, which is why it happened. And a lot of the time people were trying to save them from slavery. So whether or not you brought them in and called them an indentured servant or whatnot, they thought they were doing something to help these people from a worse situation. Yeah. Now people are humans. And so there are times that some of those people flipped the switch and then ended up being just as big of assholes as, you know, as, as the slave owners that we knew and slave masters. But that that's not, you know, that's not a reason that then years later go, well, how can you guys be mad about it? Like, come on. 
Tide does come up. But these questions, well, yeah, I mean, not not only that, but yeah, yeah. So even even if that was a hundred percent true, and a hundred percent of them came from Africa, you still bought people, yeah, and fucking used them, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So. Yep. So yeah, that that's yeah. A, that just because so, one person did something bad doesn't mean you also get to do something bad. So yeah. fuck you with that exactly. bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> right? Some old bullshit. I like that. I like that. And drop the mic on that. Boom. Fucking bullshit. You got anything <laughs> to add there, Lens? Um, and we do blame them. Like, let's be real. It's twenty twenty one. Uh, there are still. Black people selling other black people into slavery, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. one way or another. Your Candace Owens of the world, yep. your Stacy Dashes, mm-hmm. and we do blame them. Thank you. Yep. This has been my TED talk. <laughs> no, that was fucking beautiful, right there. That's our clip for. Uh... <laughs> yes, no, I love that. Uh, all right, well, happy last day of March. We've now uh, been in a pandemic for. Over a year. I know. Um, I know. Crazy. Most people who are still, you know, paying attention and, you know, keeping themselves safe are still living a lot less um, in the world than we used to. Uh, Wear a fucking mask. Get your vaccine when you're eligible. Don't jump the line because somebody somebody is going to need it. Actually, everyone's going to fucking need it. So go and get it if you can. Ah. Yeah. Anybody got anything else they want to shout out before we go? We're, I concur. We're, because we're on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. The Patreon. You can find our information in our show notes for all of our fun stuff, like our Facebooks and our TikToks and our Twitters and, our and the Gramster Instagrams. Hipstergrams. Hipstergrams. That's what it is. <laughs> and our Patreon, where if you have not uh, been sitting and listening with us for the last two hours, that's because the other hours on our Patreon. So one one of the things that, I, <laughs> uh, and I will tell you, because initially not everybody, like the first the first level, the lowest tier, the five dollar tier, did not have access to the extended editions. What I've done is I've made it so that anybody who's over five gets early access to the extended editions or and will have early access to anything, any special things that we do. Those who are at the five dollar level will still get them. They'll just get them on the same release day as the regular episode. Sounds good. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Got it. We gotta figure our shit out. We're, we're getting there. We'll get it all by the time the, the new show is up and we're like, you know, p- being listened to by more people. <laughs> Yeah. And you guys just know whatever you, you love in whatever form that you can take us and what you can get us. So right. go ahead and just add us. Put a little extra, extra queens of uh, Woodcrest into your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get that Patreon. I love it. All right, then. I hope y'all have a great week and we'll see you in April. And um, don't fuck with your friends by pretending to be pregnant or like gay for April Fool's Day. But I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> right. Like, I forget our baby. Uh, like, when you're younger, it's, it was fun. Um, right. You know, I used to call my mom and say shit like, guess what? You know, um, but you don't really play with your mom like that no. when you're, you know, talking about your you're pregnant. So. Just leave it alone. Right. Oh, Plus, I don't like to speak things into existence once again. So. Right. We <laughs> <laughs> hope you bigger problems than that. Yeah. I, yes, I guess that would be correct. <laughs> I love you guys. Bye. Don't take this the wrong way, but 
I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for The Story of Magnificent. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.